0: Welcome to Questions for Craig. I'm Susanna Sanfilippo, a registered yoga instructor here in Portland, Maine, with Craig Williamson, ready to discuss one of your questions. Craig is an occupational therapist, massage therapist, educator, and the author of two books, Muscular Retraining for Pain-Free Living and Pain-Free Sitting, Standing, and Walking, published by Shambhala Publications. If you have a question for Craig, go to craigwilliamson.net and click on the homepage link that says Questions for Craig. Our question this time comes from Neil in Texas. And Neil wrote in, he said, I am really enjoying your book, Pain-Free Sitting, Standing, and Walking, and the companion DVD. What compelled me to write to you is the discussion in the standing chapter about gravity. I've never heard it, heard of the physics term ground reactive force. And I, I've never thought of gravity as coming from the ground up. Can you talk more about gravity? Thanks. I love your podcast and Facebook page, Neil
1: in Texas.
0: So ground reactive force, what is?
1: Well, first I need to make a disclaimer here that I am not a physicist. So okay, right? So So we're not gonna. So don't don't quote quote me. Okay. But I I seem to remember reading somewhere that gravity is still something that is hard for astrophysicists to completely um, understand in some way, right? I mean, generally, we know it's some kind of mutual attraction of particles. But that's, that's what the word describes that. But in terms of what it actually is, what causes it, I, um, I don't know if it's even known exactly. It's just something that's been observed that it happens.
0: On this planet.
1: Right. Or, or with all, between all heavenly bodies, you know, mm-hmm. all planets. Any, there's, there's an attraction. And so and so for us, you know, we, we're attached to the ground. We don't go flying off because of uh, what we call gravity, mm-hmm. right? And that's, so ground reactive force specifically means if, uh, for example, if you are walking and you press your foot into the ground to take a step that, There's a certain amount of force you're you're pressing into the ground, or let's put it this way: let's say you're climbing up the stairs. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're you have one leg uh, up on the upper stair and your back leg is on the bottom one, and then you're going to pick up your back leg. So Mm -hmm. you have to push with the the leg that's forward. You're going to push, you're going to straighten your forward leg Mm -hmm. in order to pick up the back leg. Mm -hmm. So the force that you push that you uh, push down with on your Forward leg. Yes. When you're climbing the stairs. Right. That the the stair is pushing back into your leg with the same amount of force. It's
0: like the stair is alive.
1: Well, you could think of it that way. Huh. Yeah. Uh, or, or for that matter, if you're just standing somewhere, you're standing out in the in your driveway. Now, why is it that you don't fall through and end up in? Australia or China or someplace. <laughs> right. right. That that there you
0: haven't found the trapdoor yet or something. Right?
1: right, right. That there's that the ground must be pushing against you with the same amount of force that you're pushing against it. That's Well
0: it's interesting. I mean, obviously Neil has never thought that. I certainly have never thought that either. I just thought that I was standing there and I didn't have I guess you're saying we have a relationship with the earth that we're not even aware of.
1: We might not be.
0: Would it help us to?
1: Uh, Probably would be. You know, it's it's something that you, uh, if you could feel the ground reactive force, or if you're if you're standing and let's say you could sense the force that the ground is pushing into you as you're standing. If if that force could be directed along the line of your bones, in the in proper way, you would have what's called good alignment.
0: Uh-huh.
1: If you're just standing for example. Or you be you'd, your weight would be centered around the central vertical axis, which is also mentioned in that book.
0: Pain-free sitting, standing, right. And
1: walking. Right, right. So the, the ground reactive force means, uh, a good way to think of it is when you're walking. So I think that's a, and that's also mentioned in that same chapter, that if uh, what makes a person go forward when they're walking mm-hmm. is they press their back leg into the ground, mm-hmm. and it, that propels them forward. So if we, so
0: it's not the forward leg propelling right. the back leg. It's the back leg propelling the forward leg. I guess I never knew that was a big deal either.
1: Right. I mean, when I mentioned the, the stairs earlier, mm-hmm. I was... That probably was not a good example because it's at certain points in climbing the stairs you push with your front leg and at certain points it's the back leg. Okay. But if it's just forget about that and just think about walking. Okay. Right. What makes what makes you go forward when you walk ideally, if you're walking kind of the way we're meant we're designed to walk, is what makes you go forward is that your rear knee, the leg there's one leg behind you, and at some a certain point you straighten that knee. And ideally that would push your the back. Half of your foot, the heel part of your foot into the floor mm-hmm. into the ground, mm-hmm. and because the ground does not move right, you move right that's that's ground reactive that 's an example of ground reactive force. You push your foot into the ground and it does the ground doesn 't go anywhere, whereas by contrast, if you jumped out of an airplane before you pulled the parachute and you 're flying through the air and you decided to start moving your legs as if you were walking. Mm-hmm you wouldn't actually walk, you wouldn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. because your feet aren't touching anything solid. Mm-hmm. You end up going straight down. So the reason that walking works is because we're walking on something solid, okay. right? And if that, so that's a, a clear example, and, uh, and, and it's evidenced by, or one way to, to, to understand it is to not walk that way and feel what do you, if, how do you propel yourself otherwise? Which is like falling forward. And
0: Isn't, wasn't there a Monty Python episode oh, to go to all of this, uh, other I ways to walk? The but
1: Department s- of Silly Walks.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we should watch that sometime. Yeah. Um, so, s- say that again, because it sounded too big for me to understand.
1: <laughs> that if you, there, uh, I, or I put it this way, I've observed a lot of people walking mm-hmm. and uh, who do not straighten their back fully when they walk.
0: I guess I don't know if I do or not. How do you know?
1: Just slow think down. about it. Slow down. Right. Observe yourself. Do you fully straighten your back knee before you pick it up and bring it forward?
0: And so if I don't, if I leave it bent, then I'm walking um, what's what's the deal with not straightening?
1: Well, when you do straighten it, you're fully pressing when you straighten your back knee, like, like when you're which is which is partially bent when you first lands on the, when, it's, when your foot lands on the ground in front of you, it gradually goes behind you. It's, it's your knee is partially bent, mm-hmm. and the straightening of your knee is what presses your foot and leg, your lower leg, into the ground. Mm-hmm.
0: And the more you press, the higher the bounce? Or? The more
1: you press, the more the ground presses back into you. Yes. That's and the ground reactive force. And then
0: the more the ground presses back into me, the more, what, the cool I am, the prettier I am. The more forward you go. The more go. forward I go. Right,
1: the more efficient you are. Because you're you're. if you're thinking, well, I want to go forward, how can I maximize my forward goingness? I'm going to straighten my back knee fully, so I take advantage of the leverage of my... Leg bones, uh, so I, if I straighten them all the way, it's, it's another way of saying press your foot more into the ground when it's behind you, so that press that propels you more forward.
0: That makes total sense to me because in, in yoga, I'm thinking of um, Virabhadrasana Two, Warrior Two, where your um, pelvis is is. Facing the side wall, your your hips are both open. Your front leg is a ninety degree angle, and your back leg is straight. And um, a lot of emphasis is placed on ninety degree angling the front leg. When for me, the big deal is the harder you press the outer edge of your back leg into the floor, your whole back leg becomes firm, and there's this energetic quality to that the whole back leg that um, the stronger your contact is with the floor, the actually the more ninety degree ninety degree angle with your front leg you can get, and it only can come from this contact of this strong back leg. And so it seems like walking is the same deal. You know, it you is. can only go forward in in Warrior Two if you have strength and presence and awareness and energy and aliveness in your back leg, which only comes, really, from what I've been able to ascertain, is from a pressing into the earth.
1: I think that's a good that's a very good example. Walking is is a uh, is is the same idea. Every with every step that's behind you that if you fully straighten your back leg back knee you it, it, it grounds your foot more your back foot more and then and also that all the that extra force it doesn't take that much extra energy to straighten your knee when it's when it's almost straight. A little extra to just straighten it the rest of the way. But that little extra straightening presses your foot into the floor more or the ground, and then that sends you more forward. So your bones are doing more of the work. That's what leverage means. Leverage means your bones, so, so that way of walking, your bones do more work. If you try, for example, say I'm going to walk you know, a, a block and I'm going to keep my knees bent a little bit, both knees the whole time.
0: I'll try that.
1: You, 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 you're, you're using mostly muscles to, to lumber along.
0: And that's when you, I think like um, elderly do that a lot.
1: That's exactly what they do. Okay. If you're like a, a clown or a mime wants to imitate the little old man, that's what you do. You just keep both back, back knees the same uh, amount bent. Right. And just walk.
0: And you can't move.
1: Really. You, well, you're kind of stiff, you kind of right. fall forward, catch yourself, and it's a very unstable way, but you're not propelling yourself, you're not pressing your leg into something.
0: Okay, can we extrapolate this into sitting? Is there any way, when you're sitting, you generally have both feet on the floor, if you're sitting in a chair, or even on the floor, is there, like right now, I'm. we're both sitting cross-legged on the floor, and... As I'm saying it, I'm, I'm pressing my sit bones into the floor and immediately my spine got a little longer. So is there, are you saying, am I saying? And what happens in a chair, what, what am I saying? And if in a chair, the same thing would happen if I press my feet a, a wee bit more, then I get um, longer and maybe even more present in my body or can we extrapolate?
1: Well, you're, you're, uh, maybe you'll become more present, <laughs> but it depends on what's, what you're, well, that's kind of another subject. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I mean, unless you want to correct me on that. It, it depends on how you, I guess the answer to your question is yes, probably, but depending on how you're pressing your sit bones into the chair, if you're set, you know, if you're pressing them in,
0: oh, I'm pressing at the, uh, the, the, the back backwards, <laughs> right? then you actually will go
1: the other way. I'm
0: kind of sitting on my tail, pretty much. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm at the front.
1: But whenever you're aware of whatever part of you is against the ground, sitting or standing, or against some solid surface, there's ground reactive force happening. If you're well, there's even a ground reactive force when you're sitting on a chair doing nothing, even slouching. I guess even lying in bed, there's a ground reactive force. Otherwise, you'd fall through the bed. Really? Yeah.
0: How many beds have you fallen through?
1: Well, uh, not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if you your bed were made of newspaper, stretched newspaper, yeah, and you lay on it, it wouldn't have enough strength. You know, you'd fall through that. So the force of your, somehow, I don't understand the physics, (laughs) to be specific, but the the, the force of the weight of your body is not equal to to the resistance of the newspaper. So you'd fall through. Okay, Isaac Newton.
0: (laughs) Um, Can I just ask one more question that has to do with feet and ground reactive force and gravity? I know a lot of times um, yoga for people who... um, are dealing with trauma in their lives a, a real big emphasis is placed on feeling the feet on the floor and feeling you know all four corners of the feet on the floor and and yoga for people with trauma that it's so emphasized that that's the first thing to do and and even in uh, traditional talk therapy a lot these days they're talking about you know feeling your feet feeling your feet feeling your feet on the ground feeling your feet in the shoes on the ground and there's there's do you think that has to do with our relationship to not only gravity but our feeling of belonging on the earth? Is that part of the ground reactive force, the human reactive force, or is this part of the discussion? I
1: don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think your uh, ground reactive force r- really refers, I mean, that the term refers to what we were talking about before, like a, a physical force. Uh, in terms of you're feeling connected to the earth uh, that might i could imagine that being part of it you know, like literally feeling it being aware conscious of your feet the feeling of your feet on the ground uh, seems like it would help right I mean, there are other ways of being aware of, of the earth in terms of uh through your eyes right right or even through your your feelings or are, you know, in terms of nature. But but one way also it would make sense to me would be physically feeling mm-hmm. the feeling of the ground with your feet. And which changes it that walking on sand is different than walking in mud or walking on grass or you know barefoot, walking with shoes. It's all it's all different.
0: Maybe too because your feet are so far away from your head that if you concentrate on the furthest thing away from your head, then you're getting out of your head a little bit.
1: Yeah, and I think part of what is, if you feel your feet, everything is connected, you know, but if you feel, you sense your feet, it's going to stimulate the nerves and the reflexes that are involved with your feet, that are naturally involved, Mm -hmm. the subconscious little feelings and things that happen, that actually, those messages go through your nervous system, like the feeling of your feet, and they tell your other reflexes, like your spinal reflexes, say, to extend, to straighten up. Like to stand more erect, um, that all happens automatically. So, so let's say so. In other words, somebody starts walking. You say, "Hey, pay attention to your feet," and they go, "Oh, wow, yeah, look, I, I'm feeling my feet now. Uh, I'm really going to feel my feet when I walk on the sand here." And then you might notice a minute later that they're standing taller, mm-hmm. but they don't even know that they're standing taller. But because they're feeling their feet, it's activated other you know, ref- muscular reflexes in their body that that make them carry themselves better, and, and the result of that might be that they feel more in their body, mm. right? So there's kind of a chain reaction, a positive chain reaction that comes from just, so they might feel more grounded. So feet are very important yes. for that reason. Yes.
0: I, th- I think there's 7,000 sensory and motor nerves in the feet. It's ton- tons, gobs and gobs.
1: Yeah. So So as far as walking goes... A uh, simple thing to remember is to just really feel the, the, that you're pressing the back half of your foot into the ground with every step before you pick up your foot.
0: So keep your back leg. Your back leg is the one that propels you. Keep that on the ground as long as possible. Keep the leg straightened as much as possible.
1: Well, or just keep it. Just just make sure at the very end of the stride you fully straighten it before you pick it up. And the, and the muscles that do that are the buttocks muscles.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Right. So maybe that's why we have buttocks.
0: They're not just to show off in bikinis?
1: No, they're, they're not just to sit on. They're actually for walking. They're the muscles that make your knee straighten and your foot press into the floor so the ground reactive force propels you forward.
0: That's, I didn't know that.
1: That's what the buttocks is All right. for. So... So if someone can walk, if somebody has an imbalance on one side or the other with their hips walking, if they learn to walk the way that is described in the book.
0: Pain-free sitting, standing, walking.
1: They can uh, can actually balance the muscle strength and activity on the left and right side of their hip. It's really easy.
0: Wonderful. So gravity, ground reactive force, I think we... Might have covered it all? I think so. Um, so, Neil in Texas, if you have any further questions, let us know. Feel free to contact us and anybody else. If you have any brilliant questions you'd like answered, we'll give it a stab. Thank you. You have been listening to Questions for Craig with Craig Williamson. If you have a question that you would like Craig to address, please send it to craig at somaticintegration.com. Learn more about Williamson muscular retraining at somaticintegration.com.